Well, hello there. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really am enjoying these conversations. I hope you are too. I hope you're finding them not just magical and exciting and fun and enchanting, but also hopefully they are creating some connect the dot moments in your own life or ahas or realizations or helping something that you are journeying click into place, or maybe some aspects of your life that you've been journeying over a long extended period of time and hearing somebody else's experience and story is helping some of those pieces connect with one another. You're seeing the connections. Today's episode is dedicated to a really special story. Now, this is the kind of story, it actually takes place over a couple of years. And so there are a lot of to be continued moments. And when you're in it, when you're in the middle of a story or at the beginning, you don't know there's a to be continued. Sometimes we hope, sometimes we have an experience and we say to ourselves, wow, don't know what that was really about or not sure how that's going to unfold, but we don't really know how vast these story arcs of our own mythic reality can be. The reason that I feel this story is special and I hope that it sparks something for you is, first of all, it is filled with all the stuff (laughs) that dreams are made of in terms of, well, really the stuff that I nerd out about. And I'm assuming since you're listening to this, that you love to nerd out about magic, miracles, synchronicities, otherworldly fairy encounters, a mysterious visit from a being who I did not previously know, communications and messages from spirit. And of course, it ends with a tiny but mighty flower story. Flower story is the name that my flower sisters and I lovingly and endearingly call any kind of journey that a flower essence formula or working with flower essences takes us on over a period of time, almost always characterized by a string of synchronicities, miracles, and often deep, profound healings. More on that thread in just a moment. I want to come back to the purpose of why I'm sharing this particular story. While it has all of those elements that I really love for a story, for this space, I am actually sharing it because there seems to me to be a universal overarching theme. And I think that this is a universal lesson or archetypal experience that many of us have when we journey with the mythic realms or simply when we're working metaphysically, magically, and powerfully with the other world of spirit. When we state a soul inquiry or declare a heart's desire, that can often catalyze a very profound inner 
journey, a journey characterized by healing, transformation, growth, and discomfort, because it's one of those journeys, one of those stories that require us to reflect on our current level of consciousness and where or how it is out of alignment with what we are asking to experience, to step into, to manifest, or what we are calling forth in our lives. And this is also how the flower story fits in and where flower essences will often come into a story, come into my story, or I will bring them into a story I'm sharing with you. Because after all of these different to be continued, different phases over the last two years, different magical encounters and occurrences, looking back, I began to notice a pattern or a place where I was still harboring woundedness and where I needed to grow, heal, embrace that part of myself in order to truly become that which I was already dreaming into and envisioning. So towards the end of this story today, I actually share how once I had this seeing, what I did about it, what flower formula I created for myself, what the essences were that were in that formula, and then how it began to subtly, but not so subtly, impact me and create places of opening in my daily life, in my routine, in my consciousness that then allowed me to take the next step and really embrace that which I was calling forth. Now, before we dive into the episode and speaking of flower essences, it was recently suggested to me that it would be fun and super helpful if once in a while I did an episode where I invited submissions from you, the listener, on questions about flower essences specifically related to your life, your journey, what you're creating, what you're working on, what you're experiencing. The way that I am going to invite you to do this is to simply send me a short question at connect at diamirarose.com. That's connect at diamirarose.com. And the question, again, in just a couple of sentences, can share I've been experiencing X or I've been journeying X. And I would love a recommendation on support or how to clarify or how to create or heal or resolve X. Something very succinct so that then I can share that on a future episode and hopefully make some recommendations. And as always, I have to say and state the obvious that of course, this is not medical advice. I am not a medical doctor. This is simply essence recommendations, which are vibrational in nature. And of course, these statements have not been evaluated or approved by the FDA. So now that that boring statement is out of the way, I would invite you to share your 
submissions with me again about an issue, a challenge, or what you're working on or trying to create, what kind of support you're looking for to connect at dmurarose.com. All right. Well, without further ado, I am going to be sharing with you this special story. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Elemental Whispers, a podcast dedicated to creating pathways of remembrance through the sharing of personal experiences and real-life sacred stories of working with the community of other world beings for healing, growth, and joyful enchantment. I'm Diamira Rose D'Agostino, and this is my gift to you, a podcast that is really meant to be a doorway May it illuminate this pathway of magical remembrance. May its medicine of enchantment guide you in your elemental journey of soul, earth, and spirit. This story actually begins a couple of years ago at the Samhain portal, I believe, of 2020. It was During this time that I had convened a meeting of the High Council of New Avalon. Now, I promise you, I am going to do a full episode on New Avalon very soon, explaining all of the juicy details and offering you a vision or picture of what New Avalon is and what I mean when I speak about it. But... (laughs) In the meantime, let's just suffice it to say that I convened this High Council of New Avalon. Now, New Avalon is the land that I live on. It is an intentionality and dream that has been anchored here in the land and from which this energetic has begun to bloom. It creates a beautiful container a sanctuary where all beings, all Gaians, seen and unseen, can come together in a sort of grand experiment of relational exploration. Here we learn about each other. We learn what it is to connect and commune energy field to energy field, heart to heart, spirit to spirit. But we also do great service work. We, of course, as you know, a lot of my essences are collected here, but also there's other work that goes on. There's other ceremony. There's other ritual that takes place that is in service to the grid, the new earth structures that are being erected, and ultimately just in service to Gaia's dream. So that's New Avalon. So the High Council, of which I am a part, is a group of beings, myself included, that come together to sort of guide the vision of New Avalon. We really hold space for how New Avalon wants to be in service in the world and also what dreams and projects are arising from its heart. Now, oftentimes with these meetings, I will just 
actually be in my home and I will soul travel to different points on the land, depending on where we're meeting. But in this particular instance, I was at one of my favorite places on the land, which is at the fork in the river. There is a place where two rivers come together and converge and become one. It is a thin place, a place where one can even more easily touch the other world of spirit. And I will also often go there to commune, to connect with the spiritual forces of the land, sometimes just to rest and sink into that energy there. But in this particular instance, I was guided to convene the council. And this was one of our more important council meetings of the year because this was our council meeting that falls around the cross quarter points, which are typically a little bit more directional and significant. And as I mentioned, this was at Samhain. So I convened the council and what's important, the important piece about this meeting that you need to know for the story is that I was in deep inquiry around how I wanted to be in service in the world, how I wanted to share my gifts and who I was. And I was in a space of really reconfiguring my whole existence because I had recently given death to the structure and the form that was the way that I had been showing up and serving for the last few decades. I dissolved my business, my mystery school, and everything back in 2020. So I was in deep inquiry around how I wanted to show up, how I wanted to be of service, how I could bring all of me, and also being really aware that I was coming into a new relationship with how I wanted to connect with people. And one of the things that started to become really clear is that I was going to be sharing and connecting with people in a different way. I didn't know what that way was. At the time, I knew I was being called to get off social media and some of the platforms were just not in alignment with my values and principles. And But then I was left with this gaping hole of how to connect, how to share, how to just be of service. In this inquiry, I looked up and I see in the trees all of these ravens flying around. Ravens are an animal that I am very, I have a very deep relationship to, maybe more than any other animal. And I was seeing these ravens fly around. And before I knew it, I was almost being brought into their energy field. And I could see that their flight patterns were actually creating a mandala of medicine that was giving me an answer to what I was asking. And the way that they were flying was in these little bursts of <laughs> these little bursts of flight and then they would return to this central point and then they would burst out from that central point and fly even further almost like spokes on a wheel but much more erratic than that. And the difference was is that sometimes these spokes would be quite short 
before they would fly back to the center. And then other times they would be very, very long and then they would keep flying back to the center. I have no idea what these birds were doing other than communicating with me. What I knew in that moment was that spirit was showing me a rhythm of movement of how I could be both in relationship to my land as well as in service to the world. If you've read my my memoir, it shares with you how incredibly foundational sacred travel and soul trips were to my spiritual practice and to my early spiritual journey. What I understood from the bird's flight patterns was that I could start out by doing these little trips. And I mean driving distance trips. I also took the longer spokes in the flight patterns to mean that eventually there would be longer excursions. And what was always important was that I kept seeing the birds return back to that central point. And what that was suggesting to me was that New Avalon was the central point. It was the source. It was what nourished me and in a way, we nourished one another. I saw that how when I would make these pilgrimages, whatever experiences I had, whatever energies that touched me and those experiences, those energies would actually bless, expand and enrich New Avalon and the beings here and the sanctuary here, and the temple here, and the work that was being done here. And there was going to continue to be this seeding and this cross-pollination that was happening between New Avalon and then these other places of energetic confluence. So with this medicine image, I began to really understand that New Avalon really was to become a diverse, concentrated temple of healing and enchantment and love and beauty. But my question became, okay, how are we going to share that? And I knew part of the how meaning that there were going to be these essences and these books and all these ways to really share the magic that is here so that others could be blessed by it. But what I didn't know is how I was going to connect with those others. How am I going to have pathways to share with people what magic and that there is here and how I can serve them, how I can support them? So the second part of this meeting, those birds, now this is, I was seeing those birds very much on the physical plane, but at some point I dropped into more of an inner world experience where I was in my inner vision and those birds began to descend one by one and they descended into our circle. I began to cast this spell of love and beauty. I created in the etheric plane this 
seed of absolute pure love encoded with the frequencies of light that carry the qualities, the energetics, the medicine, the intentionality of what New Avalon is. And I began to seal this beautiful seed code. And I cast these spells of earth, air, fire, and water. When I was all finished, I threaded it with moonlight. I rolled these seed codes up into these sacred scrolls. And I placed these sacred scrolls. I gave one of them to each of the ravens that had descended. As the ravens began to ascend and take flight, I cast a spell of release. And I said, to the winds, may this dream go to be dispersed. May the waters dissolve it into the deepest depths. May the earth draw it into the sacred crevices. May the fire activate it and allow it to be seen by those who it would serve. And with that, the ravens took off soaring with their respective scrolls, soaring into the sky and out of sight. And they disappeared. And that was it. And I thought, well, that's some new earth marketing. (laughs) So they were off. And I had a sense that their journeys would all be very different in length and time. And honestly, it was one of those set it and forget it. I really just didn't every, every now and then before I finished that sentence, I was going to say, I just didn't think about them at all, but every now and then I would think about them and I would just kind of check in, but in a really unattached way. And it was like, nope, they haven't all landed. They haven't all found their destination yet. At some point along the way, I had this real strong sense, all of the ravens have touched out. And I just got chills as I said that, that all of the scrolls have found whoever, whatever, wherever they were meant to go and meant to seed and meant to bless. And that was it. I didn't think of it again. So that's the first part of the story. And that sets up context for what is to follow. On Easter Sunday of this year, so we're talking about just a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting in my backyard space. It's really an open space, a beautiful field of grasses and moss, and the field is in between the house and then the forest. I can just sit in what I call the field and and stare into the forest, and it's just so, so delicious to just sink into the land in that way, in a really dreamy way. The Pisces conjunction of Neptune, of Jupiter and Neptune had just happened um, a few days prior to that. So we were still swimming in all of these Piscean waters, which is super supportive for dreaming. And I was just, you know, I was a little sad. I didn't do some of the festive things that I usually do for some of these times of year. And 
a lot of the holidays we make our own, but in this case I hadn't done anything because I was pretty, pretty spent. So I was just really sinking into the land and I was sharing with a lot of the beings here, just some of the happenings that I had personally been journeying the last week. And I was flickering in and out of consciousness. Honestly, I was so tired and I would just be in the middle of a sentence or speaking and sharing a way, some way that I felt about something, which by the way, is actually really helpful for what I have found. And it's actually a somewhat new practice within the last few years that I've picked up is actually, I will share and debrief with some of my other world allies and contacts, especially if like they've been part of an event or an experience. And the reason is, is because even though they may have been part of it, they don't know what it is like from my perspective. They have a completely, di- I mean, a completely different perspective. If you imagine how different, you know, you and another person can get together after an event and this person brings this forward and this person brings this forward and this could have been better and this could have, this was amazing. And you have all these different angles. Well, imagine that. And now you have a very human perspective and then this other world perspective, which is quite extraordinary. It's very, very, very enriching and I highly recommend it. That's what I was doing at that time. I was sharing with them some of my experiences of the last week. I wasn't super alert. I was more dipping in between this dreamy state and sharing and then lulling off. And it was totally fine and totally welcome. And at some point I was staring in that really easy gaze out into the forest. I can feel it now. A movement, a golden light, as if the sun had suddenly pierced this one. It seemed like it might have been a tree stump, but from that distance, I couldn't be sure. But the way the, the light came through and touched it in that moment, it gave the appearance of movement. And before I knew it, there was movement. It was a movement that took place across dimensions. And I could feel an energy begin to approach me. And I thought, oh, we have a visitor. We have a lot of fun. There's a lot of joking that goes on. And I was like, y'all couldn't have told me. (laughs) You know, I wasn't wearing my Sunday best or anything. So, (laughs) and I wasn't really in the mood to receive visitors, which was also extraordinary because something that the beings and I here have worked out and I really appreciate is boundaries. They seem to have a pulse on when I'm going through something and they don't bother me. The other thing I will say is that I have really strong boundaries unless I invite them in, they don't come in the house. And usually I'm aware of visitors that are going to be coming. It's just the agreements that I have set up into this place. We are open in the sense of our hearts are open and willing to share but this is just not a free-for-all where anybody and anyone can come and, you know, stomp around in and, and do whatever they want. This is my home. And it is also the home of these beings. And so there are very specific uh, agreements around that. So 
when there was this visitor that I was made aware of its presence, it piqued my interest. I wasn't annoyed. There was nothing like that. It very much piqued my interest because I knew that the beings would have probably, you know, we have guardians at the main gate. So I knew that something was up. My initial impression of this visitor, this being, is he appears to be a sort of green fellow. He has very much a shared energy of tree. He is not a tree, but there's a lot of connection to tree that runs through his energy field. In terms of height, although you know so many of these beings don't really anchor into a specific form, but the way that I experienced him, he was almost as tall as me, which is not quite that tall. He didn't have any words at first. He just walked right up to me. And there was a space of silence. And I know that I communicated that I wasn't in a great space of receiving visitors at the time and that I was really exhausted and I wasn't going to be able to hold space so much for this communion. But what he did next completely woke me up from my dream-like, dazed and confused demeanor. He handed me a scroll and he said, I received one of your ravens. And what I came to understand was that he was very interested in what we were doing here in New Avalon and wanted to be part of it. Now, it is not unusual for beings to join us. A great mass of beings joined us a couple years ago. I believe it was Sao in 2019, perhaps. It's not unusual for that to occur. But this felt unusual. It felt different. It felt significant. What he explained to me was that he was here to answer the call that I had put out. The call to help me connect with others. He showed me using a series of images and feelings and symbols, a transmission began to unfold. And what he impressed to me was that he had this extraordinary ability, gift, if you will, not unlike trees themselves who are connected to all trees through their ancient root system and through the mycelial network that stretches the entirety of the planet. This is an extraordinary underground network of communication and collaboration. It's a network. He showed me how he had these these gifts that allowed him to create connection points where none existed before. And this is a funny, yeah, <laughs> I find it funny, a funny aside. I will often get a name for the beings I'm interacting with. It may not be their true name, but 
it's something that I can anchor into. He gave the name Groot. <laughs> it sounded like Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, but it doesn't start with a G. It starts with an R. Root. And when I saw it spelled out in my mind's eye, it was R-R, no, sorry, R-O-O-T-E. And one of the O's had the two little dots over the top of it. I'm not sure what that accent is called, but root. <laughs> and that's how I heard it, root, which is really amusing to me because it's kind of like the roots of the tree, which is what he was, how he was sharing that his gift works. For some reason, again, please know that I was so tired. And so I wasn't the hostess with the mostest, which is very unlibra-like of me and unusual for me. But I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was really, really honoring of his gift. But I was like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. But I mean, we're not really doing an initiation ceremony right now because there will be a beautiful ceremony and honoring for those who want to step in and become, you know, really commit to the dream that's unfolding here. And I said, we're not doing that right now. And, you know, if you want to hang around, but I don't, I can't really, I'm pretty tired and it's hard for me to focus on what you're sharing. And he, without saying anything, all of a sudden the wind picks up, the physical wind picks up before I know what's happening. I sense this energy signature that I have never come into contact with before. It's unique, like jewel-toned butterflies and painted wind. It's one of ancient magic. There was a resonance for me, but I knew I had not come in contact with this energy signature before. Within a few moments, I came to recognize and understand that this energy signature was of a female being. We'll call her M because I don't want to divulge her name. And she is a member of the fairy race, the she, S-I-D-H-E. We talked about that in the first full episode of Elemental Whispers. So you can Go back and have a listen if you want to explore and understand what the she, who the she are. She's a member of the she, and the she is a very, very vast race with a lot of different agendas and personalities, but there are there are a large majority of them. A uh, majority may be inaccurate, but there is a large population of them that are very interested in fostering connection with humans with humanity they know we share an ancient ancestor they know the significance and how critical it is for us to come together to heal our relationship with one another again to step into story with one another again and she's part of that group but more specifically she is actually connected and the contact of a human group and a particular spiritual organization and association that exists physically. Again, I'm not, I won't name the names at this time because that's not the point. But when she arrived, she and I had this beautiful interaction. I don't know what will come of our connection and our contact, but what I understood from her reflection, first of all, in that moment, I understood that root 
I understood his gift because I just experienced it. That was what he did. He created connections where before there were none. And they're natural connections. They're connections that are so symbiotic and harmonious, but they just didn't necessarily know how to, they didn't even know that this symbiosis was a possibility. It's like he creates connections where again, where there were none. The other thing that became very obvious to me was how, as I had been going through this time period of of healing and restoration, and I don't just mean the last, you know, that week, but I'm talking about, you know, going all the way back <laughs> to through 2020, you know, for me, I have really felt the depths of these last few years. And for me, COVID was just the tip of the iceberg. I went, underwent a complete dissolution of who I was on every level. All the dark nights of the soul that I had experienced previously ain't got nothing <laughs> on what I experienced over the last couple of years. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful because I feel so much more aligned with my aliveness, which had kind of gotten lost in the burden of me carrying out my quote purpose of trying to be of service. This seems like a tangent, but what I was being shown and reflected in that moment is that I had become guarded. My gates had been closed for business, so to speak. And I don't mean business on the physical level, although they were that, but I mean, I had been almost subconsciously shunning connections. I had been closed off to forming a lot of relationships. There's a difference between having good boundaries and being so guarded that we don't really allow anything in. I became aware that my guardedness was needed as I was tending the inner garden, the the soft little shoots that were coming up and everything that was being composted and then the soft shoots that were coming up, right? I needed that container of safety. And then there came a point where it was now stunting my growth and the growth of New Avalon, the connection of New Avalon. New Avalon, it also was existing as a beautiful, isolated, closed system. Because we were forming, we were we were emerging, we were configuring, we were figuring each other out and figuring out how we wanted to be in relationship with, with this dream. What was this dream? How is it expressing through each of us? And then as a whole, I mean, it was a lot, y'all. So there was a lot that needed to be inner focused so that that process could really complete. And now here we are and we're on the other side of that. There started to be this point where, okay, I was just being closed. It was out of fear. It was out of old patterns, a lot of things, but I was being closed. And because I guide and direct the energetic dream of New Avalon here, in a way, this place had taken on that closure and we were kind of closed and it was fine. It was all fine, but you can't create connections and be closed. This is an oxymoron. (laughs) So I was being reflected all this. 
the words that I heard simply were, be open, be you, be open, be you. There was a last piece of wisdom that this being imparted to me. It had to do with what I had been sensing on the inner planes, which was that a lot of the old stories in the land have completed. The short version is that there have been these stories, old stories. Many of us know these, a lot of these stories. And they have fulfilled their purpose and have completed. And energies that were connected to them, archetypes, beings, story threads, have completed as well. And this was part of my death process personally. Because I was letting go of all of this. And it was very painful for me because I, I was grieving that loss. And so this was all part of why I had been closed. But I had been sensing that there were these new golden story threads that had begun to arise from the heart of the land. And yet, because of my tender heart, I wasn't totally ready to re-engage. I posed some sort of inquiry within our space of communion. And she did share with me, the inner world is restructuring. It is why you cannot get in so easily. And what she meant by get in, it wasn't that my way had been barred necessarily, but it was that I used to be able to easily just weave into any story thread that would come my way, but I could barely even sense the story threads. And part of it was my grief, but there was also a shifting, a changing of the guard on the inner planes because of this restructuring it wasn't as easy to make connections. So it's like, and I'm certain because I've talked to other people about how there's been this restructuring and reconfiguring of how we're our internal communication board is (laughs) online, offline, how we're communicating, how we're perceiving information, perceiving communications with spirit is changing as within, so without. And so there is also a mirror happening in that, as a lot of us are restructuring, reconfiguring our ways of communication, so too is the outer, the not the outer world, but the, the other world of spirit. The inner planes are actually also undergoing this reconfiguration. So this brings us up to present day, and I'm going to share with you the connection points that I started to become aware of. A few weeks ago, I very specifically downloaded a an essence formula for myself that was going to support me with being open, with taking down some of these guardings and closures, having a greater capacity for exchange of energy and goodwill and connection. Part of that formula, I'll share it because it's fun for any flower sisters who are listening. We all love to know what's in each other's formulas and how we're weaving formulas. It's a very fun conversation. So in this formula was Hawthorne tree. And that's really for, again, supporting the heart opening and allowing yourself to feel safe while still unguarding the heart. Marshmallow, also to help soften those edges and make one more receptive and vulnerable. The well of light, which as you know, that is a sacred site that exists in the inner planes and has an access point here on this land. And it really holds the dream of the land. And I, as I was opening, I wanted to make sure that I was staying deeply aligned 
and held within the dream of the land. Althea, which is a beautiful fairy queen essence in the fairy kings and queens collection. Her term of endearment is Lady Waters, and she is connected to all the waters of the planet. She supports the waters within us to harmonize with the changing waters of the world. At a very deep level, she really helps us attune to our own internal rhythms, that pulse of life that is connected to the waters of life, and to really be open within this space of sustained, supported safety to express our creativity, our life force. She's a very powerful, powerful essence and powerful being. I can hear her song now singing within me. In addition to that, I had a few other essences. I had a couple of essences from the Soul Ray set of Paralandra, which is really just helping you as you go through expansion or energetic shifts. It really helps the nervous system and the different cranial bones and the spinal fluid and all of the internal parts to basically shift and come into alignment with the new energetic expression. And then I had one essence from the Venus Garden collection from Green Hope Farm. And I don't remember the name of that essence, but I love the Venus Garden collection. And if you are not familiar with it, I would highly recommend you check it out. So this, I made this formula for myself and the intention of this formula of this potion was to, again, support me to open and heal some of these hardened edges and places of closure and this guardedness and to be able to soften and let that down while also staying strong in my own energy and boundaries and body while staying in tune with the dream of this land and my own internal dream. So that was the intention of this formula. As flowers do, sometimes we refer to all essences as the flowers. <laughs> but in this case, obviously, it was a varied potion of flowers and trees and elemental beings, and fairy people. I have felt, of course, very juicy, very supported as I've been taking this. I just love this essence. And there's just this moment when you're taking an essence that you know, like a formula or a particular essence that you just, oh, you just, your soul is feeling so met and nourished and nurtured and seen. And you're like, yes, 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 this is it. And you just want to drink the bottle. <laughs> One of my essence teachers, Amaya, she will say that oftentimes. Oh, sometimes you just want to drink the bottle. But of course we don't. We're just taking drops and <laughs> drops at a time. And today I looked back and this is what hit me today. And I began to see. And this is how magic the flowers are. This is how profound they are. For these last couple weeks, as I've been journeying a lot, of themes and just really having to stand forth and step out of old identities. Running alongside that, I have been taking very interesting actions 
actions that I didn't even notice that I knew that I was taking them. I was deliberately choosing to take these actions, but it wasn't until this morning that I looked back and I thought, oh my God, it's the flowers. It's the flowers helping me really move forward in this way. And it doesn't feel too much. It doesn't feel, there's a little bit of an edge like, oh, I don't usually do this, but it, there was never once where it felt a huge stretch. These are going to sound like such small little items, but to me, they were mountains. So I'll just give you a couple examples. In the last couple weeks, I have replied to a newsletter. I almost never reply to newsletters. <laughs> and I don't mean that I've replied because somebody asked something in a newsletter. I'm talking about I just felt like hitting the reply and sharing how what they shared landed and resonated within me. Something else that I did was I actually reached out to somebody and again, let them know how they had impacted me. I actually returned a phone call that I normally wouldn't have probably returned. I've just been really guarded with my time and energy. And these were just the handful of them. But looking back over the last few weeks, there are dozens of these examples where I've taken some tiny action and made some connection that really is outside. I'm a very private person and I'm a very, like I said, I've been kind of guarded and these steps, I can feel the closures dissolving, I can feel myself opening, opening to pathways of possibilities, opening. I can see when I'm talking about this, these almost tunnels or bridges of light that are connected from here in New Avalon and going out into the world as magical golden trails of enchantment and healing and love and connection and heart and sharing. And it just feels really, really, really good. So as the world begins to open back up, I feel I too am opening back up, but on a very internal and energetic level. And it actually feels like a journey now as I'm standing here talking to you at the end of this episode. This feels like a story that has been being read and written for lifetimes, lifetimes that I think that I have chosen the path of the exile because it was that path that was once safe. And now I am saying to myself, to her, to she who is the inner exile that we are still together. I'm not going to exile her because that would seemingly perpetuate the cycle. No, I'm going to embrace her for all her gifts, for all her wisdom that I am certain that she has learned traversing these lifetimes as exile. There are good qualities. There are strengths that now that this is no longer a shadow part because I'm choosing to bring it forward, 
And this is what the essences help us do. Now I'm choosing to bring it forward. She can journey with me. She can sit in the front seat. She's not driving. <laughs> but she can she can sit in the front seat. I'll let her ride shotgun. <laughs> so my inner exile, one of the gifts that I just want to name is that her, her extraordinary power of discernment. She had to be discerning. And bless her for it. So right now, I'm just offering a blessing to all exiles and to all our inner exiles. There may have been times where you felt you needed to be an exile, or maybe there were times that you were exiled against your wishes. I'm inviting all of our inner exiles to come back home. And that doesn't necessarily mean to a particular place or land. It just means to our own soul and self. I am no longer exiled from myself. I would invite you, if you want to explore for yourself, are you exile? What does your inner exile have to teach you, have to share? And are they working against you? Are you all working at cross purposes? Or can you invite them to the party so that you all can work together, aligned? And that is what I'm choosing to do right now, to act from a place of alignment. So I'm just going to complete this episode by giving a bow of deep gratitude to my inner exile and to all of you for witnessing and seeing her and me and to also see us step out as one. I also want to thank the beings of New Avalon. I want to thank the High Council of New Avalon. I'd like to thank the Ravens for carrying the scrolls near and far to the places that would be most served by their energy, their message, and their light that they carried. I want to give gratitude to my visitor, Root, who is, by the way, still here. We will be reviewing his <laughs> application for membership coming up here soon. And I also want to give thanks and give a shout out to M to the being who showed up and reflected so much of these pieces, these moving parts that I was journeying for creating connections with both me and also for me through these seemingly unconnected elements, helping me see how there is a thread that runs through and links them all. And I want to thank you, the listener, for being here with me on these journeys, in these stories. I hope you are inspired to weave stories of your own with the other world of spirit. Because remember, this invitation to meet and greet the spiritual forces and the non-physical beings 
of the other world is not a frivolous endeavor, but is actually necessary and critical to our healing, our evolution, our journey forward of becoming more of who we are, both as individuals, as a humanity, and as a Gaian family. See you next time. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and for listening. If you are loving these conversations, explorations, and shares, and they are feeding your soul or stirring something awake and alive within you, then you might want to check out my newly released book, Initiation, My Fairy Soul Awakening. It's a magical memoir detailing my early journey of awakening into the realms of Gaia and fairy. And if you are journeying your own story of healing and remembrance, then definitely check out Elemental Whispers Essences. It's my flower tree and elemental essence line, which are vibrational medicines to support you in this wild journey of ours called Life on Earth. You can find all of this and more at my website, diamirarose.com. Until next time. <laughs>